All righty, folks. Welcome back to another rough. Oh, man. Welcome back to another Out of the Rough Golf <laughs> podcast. Are we sure I'm Dave about this? Sure? <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a hot minute, folks. Uh, yeah, but we're back. Um, myself, Dave, with Kid and Ryan. Um, it's Out of the Rough Golf, okay? You know, sometimes I stumble over my words. But yeah, we're going to give, a, you know, just a kind of a all-encompassing podcast here. Uh, since we've, you know, it's been a hot minute. Um, we're going to talk about the PGA tour, the 2022 season, uh, just kind of the whole consensus consensus of that season, what our thoughts are, who we think the player of the year should be, or if we agree with the player of the years. And, uh, then we're going to talk a little bit of president's cup and what would a podcast be without a little bit of live talk as well which I'm sure will be sprinkled in there a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be back with the boys. It's been a while. Um, how are you boys? We're chilling, man. It's good to be back as well. I love uh, getting the rust off early with a couple stumbles there, but we're going to power right through it. I'm sure I'll have mine as well. Um, feeling good. Been out of golf for a little bit. It's exciting to talk about it again because it's kind of, in my world, it's football season now. Chiefs are going, and I've kind of shifted gears. So, hey, looking Chiefs, forward to it. Chiefs' big win over the Chargers on Thursday, man. I was glad to see it took, for you. It was scary, but they took care of business. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, I pretty much clocked out after we wrapped up uh, our fantasy in the Tour Championship. It was a nail-biter finish for our three teams going for third. I squeaked it out by a point against Ryan most uh, closely. So that was a, it was a nice way to cap off the season, uh, not losing money in the league. Um, but ever since then, I really haven't even looked at a, a feed, didn't watch a single ounce of television, didn't even check out Twitter really for golf at all for the last, you know, however long it's been since the tour championship. I didn't get pulled back into golf until literally like 30 minutes ago when Max Homa <laughs> chipped in for birdie to make. <laughs> Danny Willett have to make a seven footer to win the the tournament, uh, the Fortinet, and he ended up three putting from seven feet and Max Helma winning it. So that was for him to defend it back to back. So that was a pretty cool little intro back into golf. Warm me up to this pod. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I think we all love Max Homa. Um, stoked to see him get the Fortnite championship under his belt for the second time. Um, I know it's Fortinet, but Fortnite is funny to me at least um but yeah home is the boy um will it three wins and 25 starts four wins and like 41 starts yeah it seems like he's rounding into form um you know he's he's one of those you know upper tier players on the pga tour these days you know he's i mean it's pretty sick to say that about max right like he definitely feels like the people's champ right he's pretty much joined that echelon of players was like oh no like when you say some of america's best players especially as we talked about president's cup later like no max is in the top 12 best players in the u.s it's that's pretty solidified at this point he's got a better resume in the last two years than most he's no longer just that guy from twitter he's uh he's really doing it with the clubs now too it's pretty sick yeah i mean and when you make uh, and he made it on the president's cup team without a, a captain's pick right yeah yeah, that, that that's what happened with his with his win. Um, and well, a lot of it too was like with the live players not being there. And then he was like, he put a cap on it, like people give him shit on. Like one of the things he said in his post tournament interview was that like 
you know, there was a few folks out there on Twitter that were talking about like getting the president's cup only because people from live left and, you know, look at me now kind of deal. That's not a literal quote, but paraphrased <laughs> <laughs> more yeah. or less. I mean, I think, uh, even if there were, you know, Bryson and DJ, I still think he would be on the team with the captain's pick, but yeah, he's, he's that good. Um, he's playing some really good golf and I'm stoked to see him, you know, go back to back like that. I, I didn't watch, but I'm glad to hear it. I don't think you could have watched. How did you watch kid? Where was they, that? Yeah. So that's another story from, uh, <laughs> I didn't watch really any of the tournament, not because they didn't have any feed for it. There was no live coverage available for like the event mostly <laughs> um, <laughs> because on Sunday, because of football and the LPGA event that had the broadcast time already booked and NBC being kind of stuck with their football stuff. And then uh, they were going to run a tape version on golf channel later, but because of like how it was wrapping up, they were able to get golf coverage uh, going for the last, I think three holes. Uh, it was probably on ESPN plus too, right? No, it didn't go on any of the stuff that people would have wanted it to go on to. <laughs> it just sat there in oblivion, like not getting any views. Well, I saw like, y'all texting and I was like, I don't even know where to look for this. Like at... that, it, that when me and Tyler were texting, it was on golf channel. Mm. That but yeah, it was apparently it was a massive clusterfuck. I, I thankfully wasn't engaged enough to be frustrated about it. But a big week for the NLU boys, Justin Lauer and Max were in the hunt of it. And it's cool to see Justin Lauer getting very limited starts on PJ Tour, making the most of his first one. Yeah, that, that is cool for sure. Um, but yeah, going into it, the 2022 season is wrapped up clearly. Um, what are some standouts to you guys? Like what? Uh, uh, from a season as a whole, um, are there any, you know, moments or tournaments that really stand out to you guys that were, you know, just something that you really enjoyed this, this season, um, the, any, any shots, any people along those lines? I feel like the easy answer is just like the majors, right? Those stood out a lot, but we had good majors. Like this year we had good competition, good majors, good spectacle. Um, you know, the venues were obviously sick this year too. And yeah, I, I, you know, standout moment, you know, for me as every year is if they are running an open, that's going to be my standout <laughs> moment. Um, and you know, it brought for me the most excitement, you know, albeit with a bit of a disappointing finish for myself, but that's my stand moment. It's definitely the open. Yeah. I think the big thing, if I look at like a, a bird's eye view of it was a uh, Scotty Scheffler, really took himself to the next level. I know we've all been pro chef guys. Kid, you started the hype years back on the, the pod, but we've all been way into chef. I think he really took three giant leaps up and proved he's one of the best golfers on the planet this year. Um, with that tear, he went on starting with the waste management during the Super Bowl and just went nuts. Um, he's what I think of the most for 2022. Yeah, I, I think that that's pretty accurate. Chef had a insane year, um, you know, winning the Masters. Uh, was it four wins in a row or four, for him, four starts in a it row? It was three wins, wins in a row for the Masters. It was the waste management, the match play, and then the Masters. Masters. And then he won again after that, I think, right? I yeah. think the Masters was his last win. Oh, it's okay. So that's true. It was the fourth, but the the first one was in the wraparound season. It was in the fall season of 2020. No, it was Bay Hill. It was waste management, match play, Bay Hill, and then Augusta. 
And yeah. I think that it was four starts in a row for him, and he won all four of those starts in a row. I think it wasn't so, like yeah, it were... wasn't consecutive like the tournaments each week, but for him, his starts, he won all four of those starts. That sounds right. But either okay, way, so Phoenix Open first, and then yeah. he played he played the Genesis, he got T seventh, and then he okay. played the Bay Hill, he got first. And then he played the Players Championship, got fifty fifth. And then he played match play, he got first. And then he played Masters, and that was back to back weeks winning. Okay, yeah. so I was off with the four wins. Yeah, but I was wrong about the fall still, event. Did he win in the yeah. fall? I don't Maybe. think so. I think he got four wins this year, and those were the four. But yeah, either well, the way, would have been four wins in like six starts or whatever you just listed, and you know, and even after winning uh augusta he went and had some good showings in the majors as well after that he was right in it at the u.s open with Fitz, with uh fitzpatrick and zalatoris and then uh you know didn't have a great sunday um at the open but he was he was into it up and up until that point at least you know within shouting distance but um yeah overall awesome season for chef i think that's a a, a great standout that ryan brought up for me, uh, one of the standout moments for me for this year, and I don't, I don't think it's a big surprise. Um, I'm a huge fan of the waste management. Um, it's the tournament that got me into golf um, when Rick and Hideki were in a playoff, or at least into watching golf. Um, and this year was no disappointment, or 2022 waste management was no disappointment. Um, and we had a spectacle, uh, you know, more than any other um with uh you know harry higgs and fucking joel damon taking their shirts off people showering beer cans down onto the 16th green um some may think it's a bad thing for golf um i just think that's what the waste management you know kind of embraces and you know i think i think those dispute was that it it, it makes sense for an ace not for when you stuff it to four feet (laughs) our problem was yeah it started raining beer on a very regular basis no (laughs) and i i get that i understand the the you know the the people's arguments with it in in my opinion i think it it was fun it made for a great spectacle um you rarely get that in golf if you, I don't think we've ever gotten that in golf, so it was it was fun to see. Yes, we we had this discussion on the other pod. They did it for Tiger when he aced it back in like 2005 or whatever it was. I think we went into it and watched the video, and there were no beer cans that we could see being thrown. But I can't yeah. believe we're doing this again. I'll just send you a link after the pod. They threw a shitload <laughs> of beers onto the fucking course. We definitely had this exact <laughs> argument. Either way, I, I, that I was my was standout yes. moment for 2022. Yes. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that tournament, and I can't wait to see what Netflix got from that tournament, let alone the entire I mean, goddamn, like, it, 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 are we not just fucking blown away at the season that Netflix got in general? Like, if we're choosing standout moments, but, like, the whole season altogether, like, there was so much fucking ridiculous drama with Liv, and then all the majors were spectacular, and then you have this whole drama around like Rory throughout the entire season being the water carrier for this. And then like missing on all of his majors and albeit the FedEx cup doesn't actually fucking matter. Like coming back and winning that thing from like whatever he was like shit, six shots behind Scotty Scheffler, like yeah. a cool crescendo to like the PJ tour branded season. Um, so I, 
I thought if I if you gave this year on the PGA Tour like a a score, like out of ten, what would you give this season? That's tough. I mean, it, it's got to be pretty high, right? Like it, it had everything you could really want: great majors, all the added drama from the side. Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick. And Justin Thomas. The only person who has already won a major on that list was Justin Thomas, and all those dudes are deserving major winners. There's no duds in there. No Danny Willits, no Patrick Reeds, and they no were great dogs driving they were, by. They were also <laughs> great major venues this year. You know, like I, I I enjoyed all of the courses that were played. Um but yeah, I I I I think if I had to put uh, you know one through ten, I'd probably give it a solid a solid eight a solid eight yeah i think i think really the only thing that keeps it for me from you know crossing into like that nine ten range is that we didn't have a speed win this season we didn't yeah, we have did. any yeah we did. we did have a speed win it was uh what, is it heritage? heritage was that this was that yeah. this year yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that feels like an eternity ago i guess we did get yeah. a speed win yeah we got All a right. speed win but it, it was, was uh, the heritage. <laughs> so, it was kind it of was a, a crown was the... win that with the bunker stuff and whatnot. But wasn't that also the week <clears throat> the headline was that DJ had just left before and he was an RBC sponsored player? There was a lot was of at drama the around all the guys leaving. Oh, yeah. that's right. They they sponsor two yeah. tour events. Um. But yeah, yeah, so we got a speed win, kid. So uh, that might happen. Uh, yeah, might, I got, might the... yeah, I haven't given a number yet. So I guess that changes it a little bit, but I don't remember it. So that doesn't really do that much Resonate. for me. Um, yeah, I think it really would have taken like one of those big things happening, like uh, like speed getting a grand slam or Rory or Rory getting a major win for me to like get it up to like the the nine or the tens. But I, I think. I think it's definitely uh probably probably a strong A as well for me. Potentially potentially a nine as I think about it more, but there wasn't as much drama at the beginning of the season as I wanted. Yeah. Well, that's because Scheffler was just winning everything. Well, I mean yeah. Kind of. But I'm I, I I like the chef. I don't mind him winning yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. So basically for you, if if Rory if Rory had won the, the open, like the it would have been a str- it would have it would have been a strong nine or potentially a ten. Um but a, a, a ten season is like, like I don't think you can give any season a... a ten because like then there's no room to expand off of that. You right. Know? So no season. What do you mean? You can get multiple seasons with perfect tens. So it's, just, it's like yeah. a movie. Like be like the, yeah, there's more true. than one masterpiece out there. Like, you can go like nine point seven or something. But if you give a ten, perfection no is unachievable. Yes. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that I was I would I guess if we're doing it on a scale of like a hundred, then sure. But like I think ten yeah. basically means that is there something more than nine, like ninety. Yeah. Like yeah, there's plenty of things more than ninety. Yeah, or I guess more than ninety-five since it'd be rounding up. Anyway, well, was well I, I think it's I, I think it's a strong season. Um, I think it would have taken Spieth or Rory what's, like what's winning number, a major. Man? I said a strong eight too, okay. potentially a nine as I think about it longer. Yeah. yeah. So we're all in agreement. We we really enjoyed everything that that we got this year. Um, it was a, a fun season to watch a lot of golf. JT winning a major is underrated in my head. Like I feel like no one talks about the fact that JT knocked off another major. It's just like because of another there. PGA. I literally it walked it, and the I, course. I think you hit the nail Sunday. on the head. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's because it's another PGA. Um, 
I think honestly, that's like the moment that didn't stand out to me, but it's probably the most underrated moment of the year because like he did it from the hard wave, like the yeah. distinctly harder wave. And he fucking hit some amazing golf shots coming in, like sh- shots that I think were more impressive than like the ones that Colin Morikawa was hitting in when he won his PGA. Like, and he went to a playoff, an aggregate playoff, three hole aggregate playoff. Like, he fucking earned that shit, dude. That was impressive. Even though, like, yes, what's his face <laughs> dropped the ball? Was it Mito? Mito dropped yeah, the ball. Mito. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, he did in that event, he showed that he could work the ball as well as anybody out there and he could hit the shot that he needed to hit it at the time that he had to do it. He executed Southern Hills just sick. That, that like dope golf course. That was the second best venue of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It was really really beat the old course. Yeah. Like I said, I I thought all the, the major venues this year were spectacular. You know, I would sign me up for, the same venues this year i'd be in country club the rough was a little too long they could have done more to make that more interesting but it was still a good venue but yeah um if we want to go a little you know a little more nuanced into this year um what is there any you know you know we kind of touched on chef but is there any Going into like the players of the year from what we, at least from what I understand, there has been two player of the years awarded from two different government bodies. If you, yeah. if you will, the PGA tour tour, and then the PGA of America, yep. um, the PGA tour awarded Scotty Scheffler as player of the year and the PGA of America awarded Cam Smith as player of the year. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Yeah, it seems pretty obvious that Sky Scheffler should have been the player of the year for both both organizations. Uh, he performed better week to week. He performed better in general at the majors, I believe, too. They both missed a cut at a major, too. So if we're talking about actual differential best performance at majors, still Rory. Um, but yeah, it, it shouldn't have been close. He won, he won four times, and he got second in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Like the whole idea here is that he played more golf than almost anybody on tour and he won more than anybody else. Right. And he knocked off the masters like beating Cam Smith. <laughs> yeah. It, it's hard to, I guess is the argument that, I mean, the open obviously is the tournament that Cam Smith took care of, but he won the players as well. Right. I mean like that's, yeah. So that's, that's kind of where it gets big boy into a gray area. Right. So there's, he won a major championship in the open championship at St. Andrews. And then he won the players championship, which, you know, depending on who you talk to, it, it, it's at least a very elevated tournament. Some so, so can major. I ask a question right quick? Because yeah. that you would think in your brain that that would mean that like he would win the PGA tour one as well. But do we think he would have won that had he not gone to live? He would have won both of them. Potentially. Think I think for a hundred percent, the PGA tour never would have given this to Cam Smith with him going to live. Like that was never even in the conversation, but isn't the PGA tour player of the year voted on by the players. Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like the players vote, no right? Idea. Yeah, that, that, right? that is true. But I, my, my question is still the same. Like those people, like, I, I like how we talk about, I, I don't want to conflate that. Like, the PJ Tour being upset with something is J- Jay Monahan being upset with something. Like the PJ Tour players are just as like frustrated with this situation as like right. the people that run the PJ Tour. Um, that all being said, like I also forgot he won the players, 
but I still think I stand by like the the same thing that like he won the players, he won the the open, and then he won a limited field event with thirty people in it. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I'm looking that up right now. So I guess it's three wins versus four. Both have a major, and one of them has a players. Uh, yeah. Has a three wins. And, so like I, I, mean, I get that it's like neck and neck, but like at that point it's like consistency. He like also who is placing t- better he, more. He t three'd at the Masters. Scotty um, won, and then he won the Century but tournament. Scotty t second at the U.S. Open. No, I, he I know. Won I, was it just, with a I was just giving some yeah, context yeah, yeah. to Cam Smith. He won. Let, let, let he me, won the Century let me... tournament of champions. He got a t three at Augusta. He won the Players and he won the Open Championship. Let me let, let me rattle off the some of the tournaments that Scotty didn't win. Uh, T3 at the BMW Championship. T2 at the US Open. Solo second at the Charles Schwab. Uh, solo second at the here. Oh, that's a world challenge. <laughs> um, there's a few other like top 10s here and there, but like there's a T7 at, at the Riviera. Like he showed up at a lot of big boy events. Like I... I get that this is like relatively close. It it's weird for me that the PGA of America sided for. Uh, wait, hold on. What did? Okay, so here's something. Scheffler missed the cut at the PGA Championship, and Cam Smith uh, did well at the PGA Championship. The PGA of America was voting on the person who they thought was the player of the year. Yeah, eh, kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Cam Smith got a T thirteen at the PGA. Yeah, and Scotty missed the cut. T thirteen. I thought you said I, I could have swore you said T third earlier. That was, was that at the, the Masters? Masters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can I misattributed the two. So that's not even like that noteworthy. But it's just yeah. that Scotty missed the cut at Southern Hills. Yeah. I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, all, all all that being all that considered, I uh, I would give it to Scotty. Um, I do definitely think Cam Smith is the next closest to him for getting Player of the Year. Um. But yeah, I think I think if you're gonna round, you know, spout off three real quick, it's Chef, Cam Smith, Rory. That's why I was gonna say the only other name we're missing is Rory. Yeah, I would. I would. My question would have been if Rory had knocked off one of the majors, he got fucking like third and second at. Like, what would have what would have happened? Like, what it, well, are those majors? I think if, major Rory, I think if Rory worth... got a, a major win, he would have been Player of the Year for sure. Well, just yeah, because he would he would have had him at the Open. And well, he doesn't hands. have a, he doesn't have a players, but he would have, he had two other wins and a tour right. championship because he had the Zozo as well. Yeah, and the RBC Heritage, or not no, Heritage, Canadian, but Canadian Open. Open. I know. I said Canadian. he had two. He had two. He would have had two a major and the tour championship. It would yeah, have been four so, all together. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, substitute a major in there. I think you know he's clearly in the conversation with Chef, and just by you know the role he's played all year, I think it would have been a clear you know the the players would have voted for him for sure, but no, yeah. yeah. Who, who knows what the PGA would have done, but I mean, I think the PGA tour should have voted Rory player of the year, just because he's the reason that their tour still exists. <laughs> yeah, they'll handle that with the pip. Honestly, the, the player of the year should have been Scotty Scheffler's family being so, you know, gracious with Rory as he won. And they were just like, that so proud wild. of him. That was a, that was a wholesome moment on Twitter. The, the Schefflers seem like they're just wholesome content all the time. That's yeah. What, what Classic about. Southern hospitality. Yep. Good old Texas family. Um, 
in uh, another little stat with Rory is that he was for the season the best for strokes gained for the entire season. Um, and and Sheffler, Sheff was that, two. Yep, Sheff was two, and then Cam Smith was third. So Makes Rory sense. statistically played the best golf this year. You know what they say: the old, the cream rises to the top with those three. They just all balled out every event they're in for the most part. Xander also golf. Xander had three wins this year. I think we should probably bring his name into the conversation. Did he not really have players, three? Not, not oh, he did two in the in year, right? season, though, right? Two of them in the. He, did, well, he pulled a Cantley, right? He won the Scottish. Oh, he won the Scottish, and then he won the first postseason event. Uh, or was the third then? He won. Well, no, he had a T four and a T three. I think. I think he only had those two wins. He had three wins. Okay, I know they were all late in the season because he he started very slow. So. He won the Scottish and then he won the Travelers right before it. So that's two right there. And then he won nothing. He won the Olympic, the Olympic golf competition. Golf, but that was la- <laughs> that was a while ago. That's that's counted towards it though. <laughs> that, that was the wraparound. That was I mean, 2021. That's, that's the wraparound season. It's the Olympics. It's not an any tour. There's no season that it's a part of. Okay. Well that data golf counted as a win this year so that's what i was going off of um yeah i don't, I, I don't it know says next to it olympic golf t- competition year 2021 i'm looking yeah, at just owgr like, just like the Fortnite was 2022 this year but it's for the 2023 season like i i, I don't know i don't know what to tell you data golf just counted as his other his third win you don't have to agree with it. We can say one, two. That's fine. I was just telling you that was the win that they were counting. Uh, why are we saying season? The Olympics isn't a part of any tour. He was just talking about the year, not the season. And his player of the year. But like I said, it doesn't weigh into any, like, like player of the year would be, it would happen in that year if it's not and a part that, of the tour. And that's fine, man. That's fine. I was just, when I said three wins, I was on the data, data golf strokes game thing, it lists their wins. And when I was looking at wins, I was scrolling down. I saw him and then I saw Sam Burns. They both had three wins along with Victor Hovland. Um, and I wanted to give Xander some shout out because he was the closest in strokes gain to those three guys that we had listed. Yeah, he definitely found his form towards the end of the year. He was on my fantasy team that's the only reason that i paid close attention he it seemed like he was uh a little bit lost for a while and he he found some stuff he is trending i would be excited i think that next year. the the thing with xander is you know shit or get off the pot when it comes to majors i think that's what everyone's kind of just waiting for like is he going to break through and get get a major under his belt um that's what, kind of what's holding him back yeah um but his the, 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 the three win of the Harder three wins for the three. Yeah. The three wins for Xander this year are the Genesis, the travelers and the Zurich. That's Zurich what's on data golf. Partner event with they, he got Scottish too, which is part of the PGA tour. Genesis, Genesis, Scottish open. Oh, Genesis, Scottish open. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was two and a half wins really. Cause can't lay, I think kind of carried him around at the Zurich. 
Yeah, I'm not even seeing the Zurich on OWGR for him. I wonder if it's because it's I don't. I event. don't think OWGR counts the team event uh, yeah. for someone's thing. I mean, rightfully so. OWGR yeah. <laughs> stepping their game up since the update. But yeah, Xander, play, Xander played great golf just... for like, like for like three months, two months. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, that's like kid, kid, kid is trending down on Xander. It used to be X gonna give it to you. He was his boy, and now he's just like. I just don't think you should be in the conversation with those three other guys. That's the main. I point. I didn't either. I was just bringing him up as like another guy. It was those three guys, and I was like, hey, let's just give him some feathers or you know yeah. whatever the phrase is. To me, really, the next guy in that conversation would be Sam Burns. He balled out that year. He he did a lot in 2022. I would just. But he's nowhere near that. I would give. I would. I would lump him and Xander together. Like this is a clear. There's a clear tier one. There's a clear tier one. It's a big drop off after that. Fair, I think that's. But uh, honestly, I would throw. I would say Sam Burns, Shoffley, and Homa all had very similar seasons. Like that. That's like the three dudes. What about Hovland? Boy, I can't believe when you said Javi had three wins, I was like. What? I mean, he he had a very sporadic year, but he was you know in the mix at the open until Sunday where he shit the bed, and then he has three wins. You know, Dave's it, lumping in some wins that are pretty here. The 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 Slink.io Dubai Desert Classic, the Hero World Challenge, and the Worldwide Technologies Championship. Not exactly cream of the crop events that Javi's knocking <laughs> off, and he's on he's in my wolf pack, but Dave's just yeah. grabbing stat numbers and being like. <laughs> Solid year, <laughs> one of the like, best. But yeah, I get that. Still, it, the best thing that the best thing that Javi did this year was to get into the final pairing at the <laughs> Open. That's what he. That's the best thing yeah. he did this year. That that did happen. I was just trying to give some guys some credit for you know yeah. having pretty good years. I feel you. We just want to bring context to it. I just don't want to conflate. <clears throat> so here's a question. Would you consider Zalatoris's year better than Sam Burns or Hovland's? He didn't have, I guess he did got a It's win up there, but his, his, his major performance this year was astonishing. At least for the first three. Um, the fact that he didn't make it to the end of the, like I get to the playoffs are a bit of like a, like a gimmick, but like he didn't even make it to the tour championship. He yeah, got injured. You're talking about Hovland. Yeah, or he withdrew. Zalatoris. He withdrew. Yeah, he withdrew from the championship because of injury. Oh, I thought he, he, had, he, got, that, he got that win at the BMW, I think, and mm-hmm. then he withdrew from the Tour Championship after getting that win. I don't yeah. even think he's had a start since then. He hasn't. I mean, there there were only two more opportunities <laughs> after that, but but yeah, he won the BMW, and then he I guess he had herniated. He WD from the BMW. He won the St. Jude. Won the week which before is, Saint Jude, which okay. is the WGC event, right? It's limited field. Correct. It's part of the playoffs. He won a playoff event. No, BMW is the first event no, of the playoffs. It's the week prior to the playoffs. The St. Jude is a WGC event. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Either way, yeah, he got injured and withdrew, and, withdrew. and that's why he wasn't he was, tour championship. Otherwise, he would have been there. I Maybe think he actually was pretty high up on the points for the playoffs, and that's why it was crazy. That win bumped him up to where he would have had a real look at being in the mix going into the playoffs, and he had to withdraw and didn't play any events. 
but yeah, he had a good year. I wouldn't put him. That's like the next tier down. But yeah, maybe going back him to the, and the, the question, like, would you would you rather take you know a Hovland season or would you have rather taken Zalatoris' season? You know, uh, three, I mean, three wins. Quote two people unquote. that we haven't even mentioned that I would take rather take their seasons is JT and Matt Fitzpatrick with their major wins. Like we yeah. haven't even mentioned. Yeah, them. but that wasn't the question. My yeah, I, but we're talking I, about people ranking into this thing that like of as we're noting people and we're like jumping to. I get what you're 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 asking him a very different question though. I think you're just saying specifically, is it more impressive the way Zalatoris performed throughout the season in yeah, big with events, even though he didn't get wins, or would you rather yeah. be a Hovland or a Sam Burns where you rattle off some wins and you know several wins, or would you rather put up the performance that Zalatoris did at the majors and then get that win at the very end of the season? You know, yeah, kind of validated I, validated what he did for that season, and then it's like, okay, this guy, this guy can can get it done. He's shown that he can do it in the majors, and then now he he finally got that PGA Tour win. You know, it wasn't yeah. like three wins or something like that, but he had a great showing this year. Like, what 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 seat would you rather be in? To me, Sam Burns is a, a totally different conversation because his wins. I mean, he won. It was a John Deere Colonial and somewhere else but he also had some top fives throughout the year like he played legitimately really good golf as far as strokes gained as well yeah so sanderson I, val spar and charles schwab those might as well be the same so charles schwab is colonial um but then yeah sanderson and john deere is the same thing for me different state different not bag, not sponsor. john deere but val spar the one in tampa yeah uh, I, I mean, so I'm choosing between Hovland, okay, Zal Torres, okay, and you're putting in Sam Burns as well into that same sort of conversation. Yeah, I, I had, I said Sam. Would you, you know, would you rather be like a Sam Burns or Hovland, or would you? I, I mean, I would, I would take, I would take Zal Torres this year. Okay. I would take major performances and a win in toward the end of the season at the St. Jude. Granted, it's a limited field, but it's a limited field with the best players um, versus Hovland's three like half wins. I mean, a quarter win for the Hero World Challenge. Um, and then no major, didn't show up in a major until the last day at the Open and then proceed to... I, I wouldn't want to have to own shitting the bed on Sunday, honestly. <laughs> That's fair. You're in the same boat, Ryan, with that? Yeah, more or less. Um, the all the majors. It's a little, it, you know, Sam. Just... I I don't really remember Sam Burns is you know major run this year, but it you know obviously if I don't remember it probably wasn't like that spectacular. So he had. I, I would have to look. I think he had a top ten in at least one major. It might have been Augusta. Um, but I I'm totally pulling. Shit out of he, no, he point. missed the cut at Augusta, and he, his highest finish on a major was T twenty this year. Oh so yeah, at the PGA. So yeah, lackluster. Yeah, but yeah. So I think that's a pretty fair. I, I, I probably would err on the same side. Like I would rather have Zalatoris's season. Yeah, but that's pretty crazy to think. Like those guys had, especially Sam Burns. Like they weren't Hovland's wins. They were three PGA Tour events with full fields, and it just shows. Like yeah, you'd rather get 
a good finish in the majors and rattle off one win than have yeah. three wins monetarily you'd probably take the three wins right I, I would imagine that they probably made more money than zalatoris yeah so yeah you know who's year i wouldn't want to have this year john roms boy what a weird it seems like when he's coming into though, form recently though yeah, he I mean, rap, he finished the season with the T5, T8, T15, T2. Well, well I guess not, not necessarily. The, 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 that T2 was this week at the BMW or this past week at BMW Championship in, in Europe. So that I wouldn't. What did he win in Mexico? Right? The Mexico Open? Yeah, he won the Mexico Open. Which, so like, Rom, Rom finished T5 at the St. Jude Championship and then T8 at the BMW Championship. Um, I know those are. I know those are playoff events, but I no, I just already already said this. (laughs) Okay, but uh, yeah, it just shows that he's rounding into form. He didn't have the year that we you know would would want or expect from Rom, but uh, he did win. He won at the Mexico Open. Um, Obviously, not like a strong field, but he did get a win this year. Um, Yeah. Do how bad does he know? Damn funny kid. You weren't listening to me and Ryan talk. We already did all of that. It's <laughs> not all of that. We, oh, well, you weren't listening to us. I was fucking trying to look up John Rom's fucking OWGR. That's so funny. No, but yeah, I mean, I think Rombo just misses the spider, man. It seemed like his putter just let him down all year. And I know he switched in between a, a couple different putters. He had his best year with a Callaway putter. Come on. He did, in fact, do that, but... He seemed yeah, his best putting um, year putter. with it too. <laughs> Maybe. From what I've heard in uh, like interviews and stuff from him, he he explained his game this year that like one thing, one part of his game would be good, and the others would be letting him down. And there was just not a week or weeks that everything was like cohesive and everything was either yeah. like reliable or like everything was really good how it's been in the past. And like recently he's like, I'm feeling that again. Like, you know, all the parts of my game are starting to feel good and cohesive. And like, I'm feeling like I'm in much better form now. So I think he was battling with like, Hey, fuck my irons or my driving is so good right now, but my putter isn't there. And then when his putters there, like his irons aren't there. So I think it was just like, you know, it was just an off year for him, and that that was yeah. his explanation of like why it was that way. But probably a perspective overdose too, right? Like two kids, hundred percent a, a perspective overdose. Like you, when That's... you when you have a kid, and then you have another kid on the way. Like you, first off, you're dealing with that perspective overdose from the first kid, and then you realize you have a fucking like another fucking kid, <laughs> a, a ton of perspective coming your way after that initial perspective overdose. You don't know how that's trying to get perspective on your perspective. Yeah, which is a task, and then you fucking have to worry about playing good golf after that. Fuck, man, I I feel for the guy. Hard to do. Yeah, Yeah. hard to do. But you know, I think he's gonna you know overcome, and uh, I think Rombo. Yeah, he's gonna be just fine. And I, I I think the live stuff might be weighing on him with you know sergio going over there i know he wanted to have him on the Ryder cup team really badly i know he shared his opinions on that like wanting those guys to be able to play the Ryder cup and uh doesn't seem like that'll be the thing so I- i'm sure like 
just like all the players on the tour. I think he's know. I think he's just worried that they're gonna get fucking trounced for the next like fucking <laughs> 14 years if if uh if these guys can't just, come back. I mean, most yeah. of those guys that went to live are like you know, the this this Ryder Cup coming up next year would probably be their last one. Like yeah, anyways. but what what feeder system is hurt harder by live coming up? Is it the European tour or is it the PGA tour? Like that's the idea. Well, I, think I think for the most like I don't want to go into live right now per se, but like I think for the most part, fucking like they they're they're they have 48 guys like at some point they're gonna be filled up unless there's like an insane name like a spieth or a fucking rory or a fucking someone big like they're gonna kick someone off but at some point they're gonna stop like looking for guys right so i think at some point like but they might they might put into some sort of like relegation like into their system where because i mean they have to keep yeah like some, if it can't Asian just, tour it can't guys can qualify or something if, for bad guy no relegation is like if you underperform in the season you get kicked out of the top like if you're the last eight guys of the 48 you get kicked out and they bring you in the 48 Perez your way yeah yeah you, i i i think that could definitely be a possibility and it, it probably should be a thing for them um and then yeah i don't know if they'll go to the asian tour if they're trying to pick off some more guys but again that's a relatively <laughs> small number of guys but you know, I can't and imagine if they have, and if they have pick, to fill spots for whatever. from PGA Tour. Like, I'm sure maybe they pick one off from the PGA Tour from that eight or two tops, and then they're going to go to Asian Tour or like college guys or corn fairy guys. I mean, we're talking about Ryder Cup. I, I, I say we transition to the other team event at this point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Next so week. coming up next week um it's sunday i guess technically this week we got the the president's cup man um team event always look forward to it the last president's cup in uh, australia was awesome um i think we all enjoyed that um it's crazy that that was the last one but with covid and uh what have it um it was um I don't think that we're going to get something to that magnitude this year. What? Uh, being at Hollow. <laughs> um, but we do have a team event. Uh, I enjoy watching team event team events regardless. Um, you know, just changing things up, getting to see these different formats and having like an actual big team. It's a, it's different than a Zurich classic, right? You got, right. you got, you got, you know, 12 guys, going against each other 12 on 12 24 guys going against each other and you know it's the internationals versus the united states and um it feels like there's something there's something on the line as opposed to like a zurich where they're just trying to be you know kind of gimmicky and trying to change it up um and you know i think that could actually change and we don't need to really go down it but if like bigger names showed up with like all-star teams like you know if you know if you had the the top guys on tour that showed up to the zurich and you did a team thing i think that could be compelling but when you have like it could be really dope for sure yeah if you have the guys that show up to the zurich you know and it's a limited field not a limited field but you know the world ranking points are very low right if i guess they don't even get them but yeah but um i mean it's just you know this is the kind of thing you kind of get hyped up for coming into it and like it's a completely different look and feel and like this president's cup was shaping up to actually be really compelling. Like you had this guy who was coming out on fire with cam Smith. You have someone who's emerging and won the fucking Genesis, you know, one at Riviera, Joaquin Neiman. Yeah. These guys are coming in 
And on the other side, like it was going to be an underdog story. It was going to be David versus Goliath, but it would have had like there would have been fire to it because it's match play and it's like eighteen whole event. Like and the last Presidents Cup showed it. Like the U.S. was down coming into Sunday. Like it looked like the they had to pull off a fucking miracle and they ended up doing it. But like it looked like the fucking internationals were going to win it. The last Presidents Cup and like they could like with the with the team they potentially could have had. Um, it would have been definitely a much more compelling story, and you would have thought they had a chance for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me read off this team right quick, and it's, I'm going to start with the U.S. Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, Cameron Young, Kevin Kisner. You know who's not on there because of injury right now? Like Zalatoris. Like there's just like a, a yeah, murderous yeah. row of guys outside waiting to get in there. All of the guys that they would happily go on th- this team. Hideki Matsuyama, Sung Jm, Tom Kim, Corey Connors, Adam Scott, Mito Pereira, Taylor Pendrith, Christian Bezadenhut, Cam Davis, KH Lee, Sebastian Munoz, Siwoo Kim. Is yeah. there a single person on this team that if Zalatoris was on the U.S. team was better than anyone on the U.S. team. Hideki. Right now, the only person you could argue is Hideki or Sungjae could possibly Sungjae. be better than, yeah. than like a like a Billy Horschel. The or, thing or, is, or match Max play Thomas. match play adds a whole dynamic to it, right? Because even when you watch like Dell match play, like they had the, the, you just have guys that are like low world ranking, and they go out and they're playing a match doesn't matter if you have a bad hole. Like, obviously, it doesn't matter. You lose the hole, but it's not like you're playing strokes, right? I know this well. It, match play works to my game. So, like, um, I think, obviously, that'll make it a much more closer, you know, match overall, tournament overall. Um, but I, I think it, I, I think you never know with match play. I think, you know, at the end of the day, these guys win tournaments by strokes. Like, you know, one putt can matter so much in a stroke play tournament. And when you kind of take the stroke play out of it and you're just going hole by hole, it lets these these guys that, you know, might lose a tournament by, you know, three or four strokes, but that might not matter if you win more, you do better on more holes. So I'm not saying that the U.S. aren't going to win. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying, like, it might be closer than you think. I don't. I don't necessarily think like a blowout is a hundred percent going to happen. I think it. You know, it could be. I mean, considering close. that the U.S. this U.S. team, except for Dustin Johnson not being on it, is the team that just set the the largest winning record in Ryder Cup history Bryson's last year. Either, and Bryson was a big a big person in the last Ryder Cup. I think he had his his very big moments. I, I think he had a pretty even record, though, at that one, didn't he? He had, like, a win, a loss, and a draw. I'd have to look up. I, I just know that when you when – thinking back onto the rain or the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. He drove like, that green. So cool. And he, he drove the green on the first and made the putt for Eagle against Sergio. He did that gnarly drive on the par five. Like, I, you know, I'm just saying, like, you said Dustin Johnson. Bryson was also on that team. That's, you know, still, yeah, there's still, he would, Bryson wouldn't have made this president's cup team this year. He was hurt for over half of, over half of it. He hasn't played good at all. Like he who wouldn't have made this what, president's cup. Who team. knows what his schedule would have been if he wasn't going to live. He probably would have played more tournaments. 
but the ones that he did, he didn't play well. I'm not arguing that. I'm not, I just I, there's, I there's no way he would have made this team. Okay, I, I don't think Dustin Johnson would have made it either. He he wasn't playing well either. I think he, I think if he played PJ Tour events, he would have he played well at the Open, didn't he? I literally just said the same thing about Bryson. Like I Bryson didn't play well PGA. anywhere he didn't play. DJ did. He played well at the like, Open. I think DJ would have played pretty well if he played PGA tournaments. Like I said that about because he was playing well when he played. <laughs> he wasn't though. Like look at DJ's. Like okay, he played well or decent at the Open. That's one tournament. Like the rest. T six at the Open. T twenty four at the US at the US Open. He missed a cut at the PGA. T fifty nine at Byron Nelson. Was hurt at the Heritage, if I remember correctly. T twelve at the Masters. Fourth at WGC match play. T nine at the Players. T eight at the Saudi event, I guess. Um, Farmers T twenty five. And then let's let's head on over to Bryson'sville. I, I feel like we're in the weeds. Your point we that you were weeds. trying to make was that. This team is a badass team with a bunch of guys from last Ryder Cup that was insane. And that still holds true whether we're debating about if it yeah. was just Bryson or DJ that was missing. Correct. I, I literally was just trying to say that you didn't mention Bryson. Because he's he wouldn't well. have made this team and he's he's not playing good golf. And that's the whole point. It's like the, the US team isn't any stronger. If not, it's stronger than it was the Ryder Cup team. And that's why this presence cup, like the only way this President's Cup isn't interesting or is interesting is if the U.S. comes in just not giving a fuck and they don't even try at all. But that's not even fun to watch. And then, like, all, all right. of a sudden, there's, like, some sort of story here toward the end of it. Like, I, my I whole point at the beginning of this the is that the U.S. Team, team... that could do well in match play. Like, I, I think that's a, you know... The, like... the only point I was trying to make is that this U.S. team, minus Dustin Johnson, and I guess Bryson, because he was on that other Ryder Cup team, was the one that made the biggest winning victory in team like match history in the Ryder Cup, and now they're coming in with an even stronger team. Grand Zalatoris isn't on it. Like that's that's the that's the only that's my whole point. Okay, I think it's a fair point to make. And they're going up against a weaker team, like a significantly weaker team. So uh, my point is like there, if there's any fireworks, is because the U.S. doesn't show up and they're boring for the first two days. Yeah, I think what I look to this event to be is kind of a dress rehearsal for a Ryder cup for some of the Max Homa, Sam Burns type dudes that haven't gotten to be on that stage. Um, and maybe see um, if any other pairings come alive that you might be able to look forward to in the Ryder cup in the future. If it's a, a Scheffler and whoever, I don't know. Um, I think that's always fun to see of like, oh, these dudes have some chemistry. I want to see them playing against Rom and Sergio or Rom and Rory when we get to the actual Ryder Cup. Do you think Morikawa should have been on this team? What? Oh, he is a captain's pick. No, he is on this team. Sorry. He's on the team. So then, yes. My bad. (laughs) That's uh, me not seeing. I didn't see his name and... I was like, why is Morikawa not on You were probably looking at the President's Cup team, weren't you? I am looking at the President's Cup. I'm sorry, I meant to say the international team. (laughs) Right. That's what you did there. Uh, Um, Not really. It was a poorly done joke since I didn't even get it right the first time. Um, I mean, the whole point being is like, this could have been interesting had they had Smith and Neiman, who are both 
high caliber players, especially right. Smith right now. And then you can always trust Louie to fucking play good when he needs to. Like, those are the three guys I think are I also sorely forgot missing about Brooks. Team. Brooks was on that Ryder Cup team, too. Same same point as, no, as I, I know, I know. I'm not I'm not you debating that. I'm just saying Brooks was on it too. Yeah. But yeah. As someone Which who is, had to slave mean... someone who had to slave through watching him play for their team this season and cost me honestly costing me the fantasy league this year because I could have chose Scotty uh instead of him. And that was my second pick for it. Is I did he that was atrocious. Prior. I I reached on Brooks and he broke my heart as well. That's a that's a I think Brooks is tossed it in i think he's thrown oh, in the flag fuck yeah he's not worried about <laughs> fucking golf anymore he is out on a fishing boat living the dream meeting up with ludicrous after his wedding that's yeah, yeah he's out no but i yeah. mean guys don't 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 get quit on him yet dave had him penciled in for 10 majors <laughs> Well, I mean that it wasn't a crazy take. Probably no, it was. It was, okay. and I on the pod said that he was injury prone, and that was going to be his detriment. And henceforth, injury prone cost him a lot of shit this year. Listen, dude, he can still play the majors for a few years. You never know. <laughs> but um, that was when Brooks was in my wolf pack, and I was high on Brooks. He was playing great in majors. He still has a great major cha- championship resume. Like this year, wasn't good for him. But, uh, you, you know, still taking all of it into consideration. Um, it's a great major championship resume. Um, yeah, you know, 10 10's tough. 10's going to be tough to get there. That's, a, that's a, a feat for sure. But, I mean, with those three names we just rattled off, that's three openings for three young dudes to come in and make a name for themselves. I guess they don't have to be young, but it seems like they would. Um, for the Ryder Cup team. Yeah, Cameron uh, Young, a guy we didn't really mention on the you know season recap. Really, he had a he had a great season. Year. S- similar yeah. season to Zalatoris, right? Like performed well yeah. in the majors and at PGA Tour events. He just didn't get the win, right? Like, yeah. But he's up there as well. I think was a standout. Does like he, him, obviously rookie of the year? Does him considering live as a serious situation that has come out taint your opinion on him, kid? Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> I mean, taint's a weird word, but like, I do I like <laughs> him as much? No, but like at the end of the day, like he at least is honest, which I guess I'll give credit towards. Like, I really wanted to take it, but it puts my major and my team playing like things into jeopardy. Like, I can't. Ima- I'm sure he was offered, you know, sixty, seventy million dollars. Like, I get yeah. it. Like, but. Yeah. I'm dude, sure at the end of the day, it came down I... to that Major League Baseball partnership. He didn't want to risk that. <laughs> Such a wild sponsorship. I mean, I hit home runs, bro. Yeah, I mean, he definitely and chicks dig the long ball. It's a fact. So, what are you going to do? But yeah, uh, you know, Quail Hollow, not the most compelling course. Um, I do like it though, for some reason. But it's uh, just a compelling for a team event. Like, obviously, this course sets up. Not for this really... team event, though. <laughs> I'm saying it's not we, compelling for a team event. Oh, okay. Um, Especially, it sets up perfectly for the American team. Um, 
you know, you'd, you'd like to see it at a venue where it would kind of neutralize the, the, the talents Bomb of the U S team. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, you know, is crazy to say, cause I, you know, I'm always rooting for the American. What's the team, downside? Like, can we just, can we just go back to Royal Melbourne? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's just go, let's go again. Hey guys, we're hey, heading to hey, fucking wait, Royal wait. Melbourne. <laughs> I feel like if they had gone there, that would have at least postponed Cam Smith's departure. Like he would be like, Oh, we're going back. Sick. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't postpone it anyways. It, it had to be just some for you to qualify for like the season long term at the end of uh, the live season. You had, you had to play Boston. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That was like the kicker for the bonus year. Mm. Cause otherwise yeah. I'm sure he would have. Which yeah. is weird to me because they make up their own rules there. Like I don't, I don't like. There's yeah. no like, there's no bylaws. Like, like Cam Smith <laughs> with the major win exempted into the end of the year thing. Like you could have made up some yeah, bullshit. It, they they picked their one hill to die on, and that was it. It was Boston. They did it though. Yeah, they did. Um, um, do y'all have any other like? Do you get fired up for this every year, or because t- to me, like I said, it's kind of a dress rehearsal. I don't normally. I mean, I, I, was really, I, I definitely... fucking loved Royal Melbourne. That that was one yeah. of my favorite. That was possibly my favorite event of the year that year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and I think you know, I think the internationals being in in the tournament like it they were like it looked you know it looked like we were gonna lose. I think that added yeah. you know a, a lot more excitement um and just the course in general you know it, it 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 makes it a much more even playing field right it's not you know a bomb and gouge like quill hollow is gonna be right um like it for me that that tournament was right up there with tiger winning the masters that year like it was so fun to watch like so fun to watch it was like quintessential like skill-based golf with great competition and you actually got to see like a true underdog team like stick it to a like Goliath competitor and like being close, like okay, another I, dude, another person that showed up that President's Cup, Abe Answer, who's on I was fucking live. About to say Abe with Tiger. Abe would a hundred percent be on this team too if yeah you know, he wasn't on live. Yeah, but that uh, that's quick that's question. the gut punch, right? So yeah. that's you the gut punch. Do this for either Ryder Cup or President's Cup, but. How cool would it be if you would alternate like, you know, you could you could do it however you wanted. But like, imagine if like one year for the Ryder Cup, like you go back to the major event, one of the major venues for that year. So like, let's say for the President's Cup this year, they would go back to, you know, the country club or something like that. You probably go to Southern. You probably go to Southern Hills out of all the venues for or whatever, whatever venue you wanted it to be, but it would be badass to see a team event at one of those major venues for the, from the past year and get to see those guys play that course. And one more time, Um, I I guess technically the old course would be more of an equalizer, but it'd be so cold. Like it'd be so cold and wet this time of year. Yeah. Either way, it, it doesn't matter what, what one of the courses it is it could be yeah. any of them like it, it any of those would be better than quail hollow right yeah so i think that would be a cool idea you don't have to do it every year but like imagine you know, imagine if augusta did it imagine if like one year augusta did a right a, a rider cup like that would be insane it'd be sick i i, I can't be- imagine the logistical nightmare of trying to host two tournaments 
if anywhere could do it, it would be Augusta. Yeah, it would be Augusta for sure. They could pull it off easy. I mean, we, we yeah. saw Augusta in the fall, and it's just not the Augusta I want to see people competing at the That's highest true. level on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair point. Uh, I'm just, I, I was just throwing that no, out. It's a fun idea. I'd rather this be an excuse to go to places that we never get to see people go to on tour. And I get that the Ryder Cup needs to be like a Coliseum and like have tons of fans, and that limits the amount of great venues they that you can do go it to. At Phoenix. But it'd be sick to like see see them do you know it at like fucking like Seminole or like at a at a That'd course that like it's that like you you would have maybe half the spectators like but the golf and I guess that golf course is kind of fit in a way where it'd be hard to get anyone out in the middle of the course. But it was just an example. Just one of those, though. Yeah. like you could do it at at fucking Pinehurst. You know, like you could you could like yeah. Obviously, Dude. like those, like Pinehurst is literally an option they could have gone to for the President's Cup. They just didn't right. choose that. With you know, how they, many matches they play, imagine if they did Pinehurst with like a few of the different courses. Like that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah they they could have they could literally finish the entire Ryder Cup in one day. Ryder Cup at <laughs> Bandon. Ryder Cup at Bandon Dunes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. that would be cool if you took the crowd out of it and took the Ryder Cup like covid style like no crowd and took it to like the coolest courses in the world you can't the crowd is what makes the crowd is the coolest part i know i i 100 agree so you have to have the crowd there i'm just saying like it would be badass to be able to put really unique cool courses that don't necessarily like you know work for a crowd but totally i completely agree i would be down with the uh a president's cup at concession that would be badass. Yeah, that was yeah. once again like a venue that like has no room for fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think the whole point is that like we'd love to see like another solid, even the playing field course for the Presidents Cup, not something that fits into the U.S.'s hands. I'm yeah. feeling that way for both the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup. Like after seeing Whistling Straits, like I'm happy that we're going to Rome to give the Europeans every advantage possible because their yeah. team is. Like, I mean, they've won the last six, right? When it's been in, in Europe. Europe, yeah. That's okay with me as long as it stays competitive. Like, I don't need, I don't want them to win, but like at this point, like, I think it needs to be competitive, or else this becomes a bit of like a uh oh. Yeah. And you just want it to be competitive to, for it be good, good tournament to watch. Entertainment, yeah. Royal yeah. Ro- Ro- Melbourne was entertaining because it was close. You know. Yeah. Like, don't Royal get me Melbourne wrong, may I... have been better than Whistling Straits. If I'm being completely. <laughs> Well, as far as a competitive standpoint, it 100% was. Like, I think if you were in a European standpoint watching the whistling straights, like, you're like, yeah, I had way more fun watching Royal Melbourne because I didn't really have a bias and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, But being Americans and wanting the U.S. to win, like, whistling straights was awesome because it was just, like, a trouncing of them. Yeah. and there was a lot of we might just have to combine the two with live being a thing it's like maybe you guys just for rider cups versus the world uh, yeah exactly (laughs) or terrible like you know they get to like pick our last four guys (laughs) (laughs) oh my god watch watch all of us at the end of this week the fucking internationals have won it good i hope so like oh, at this point, the kid is in the boat of wanting uh, the internationals to win he, now. Yep. Well, the the only reason why it's kind of we- like it'd be lame to root for that is because the only way it would happen is if the U.S. like literally just like didn't show any gumption and there's like, 
why are we here? Like, this isn't like, I don't, I don't think they're going to show up and be like, why are we here? We don't want to do this, especially with all the live shit going on. Like they're going to want to show up and be like, yeah, we're fucking the shit. We're, we're the best. Well, I just meant with like their energy level and like their, their, yeah. their kind of like commitment and like the, I don't know how much celebrating they're going to really be doing when like they're winning their matches against the internationals. Like, I don't, I think that when you have guys like JT and fucking speed and Homa and, Scheffler, like they're all fucking stoked to be a part of these teams. I'm sure Sam Burns is going to be stoked. Max Homa going to be stoked to be a part of these teams. They're all going to want to be winning their matches and pumped, fist pumping on, you know, putts and such. Yeah. Like, this, I, I don't see scenario, that being a thing. I, I think they're going to yeah. want to win this shit. Um, the scenario that you've painted, kid, that you've talked about, that where the U.S. shows up and doesn't give a shit – Feels like a you know had this been a Brooks and DJ and they're like oh do we give a spot to Phil because it's his last way I know I'm just singling out live guys but like that feels like where you could have seen a yeah we don't really care about this event but like you have young guys who it's their first chance to represent my my whole point is that that's the only way I see them letting the Presidents right. Cup team in what I actually see happening is them being like kind of like even like energy level as they just destroy them like how do you how do you celebrate when you win by like 14 points you know yeah like you win nine and eight it's, or whatever like it's you're just it's a it's a weird look in general yeah you, like you don't want to get think, that amp i like, think yeah. you're i think yes the international team doesn't look great but i think you're writing off some guys like adam scott he may be older but the guy's got game like he could show up at match play and he could he could potentially beat anyone on the American roster. And you could say that about Sungjae, you could say that about Hideki, you know, Cam Davis, he's he he's shown some some Corey form Connors. the past couple of years. Corey Connors, I would say Tom I would say, to- I would say Tom Ki- I would say Tom Kim before both of them. He's actually shown sure. like solid form and since Siwoo, the, the Siwoo, open. you know, I, it's just match play is a different animal. Is all all, all I have to say, you know. I, I look, I appreciate that. I, I can get down with the fact that like the variance for which certain skill levels can come out on top of other skill levels because it doesn't have the irrigation of a long tournament to kind of net itself out. That's all fine. But the volatility for it to be a blowout quickly is still on the table, which is like sort of like I, I to root for competition. You almost I, the whole point is like, I'd be like, great. The internationals won. Like that would at least be able to be like, OK, this isn't going to be tough to sell going forward. But like. Right. When was the last time the internationals won a president's cup? Have they? They haven't. I don't think <laughs> they haven't. I don't think. Yeah, I mean that doesn't go in their favor. <laughs> that definitely you'd, you'd mark that in the negative. You, you know what the sure. you know you know what the Man, obvious thing to do like here you is just like bet your entire house that the U.S. wins. <laughs> like, so I literally had that conversation with my buddy Evan yesterday. He goes, "This is." like better than the market right like we should just pump every ounce that we have into the u.s plus 500 i was like you could it's probably uh, minus would, 500 right not plus 500. it is minus 500 yeah. so you every you gotta lay 500 bucks to win 100 yeah so unless you got some serious liquidity it's probably the juice isn't worth the squeeze you know what the obvious thing to do here is the thing that has to happen for this and actually stay alive and relevant is it needs to be a mixed event because that's the only way it's going to be competitive. Is that the female side of the international versus the U.S. Yeah, they're, side? They're a bomb. Like that would be sick. Jin Young Ko is a fucking stud. There's like so many solid international female 
golfers that would actually make this interesting. And there's still awesome personalities on the women's side from the U.S. team too. Like Nella Cord yeah. is gnarly. Like she's so good. Lexi's been coming back into form. Yeah, like, you know King is a sweet personality. I but she was hurt recently, so she's dropped a bit in the rankings. But no, that'd like, be sick. There's tons of awesome personalities, and there's tons of sweet golf. Like that's probably what needs to happen. And if if the Presidents Cup is smart, they're they're probably already angling to do this. Like because one, it would entrench more today. of the feet. Like if Liv tries to go after women golfers, like so many of those international women are gone. I too. mean, it sounds like they are. Like that's pl- planned. So like this would be one way to keep it kind of in in it too. Like the Solheim Cup is great, but like like it's it's U.S. and and Europe still. So it's yeah. like the biggest contention of like the highest caliber players in arrogant and like region is still international for women's golf. Like that's what they really yeah. should do. Yeah, the, like if they could make that adjustment by Thursday, I would say do it. Like, I, well, I mean they've known about this for a while though, which is kind of the I, it's a it's a big ship. I'm sure that would take a couple of years if not a few years to get all of that completely panned out but like yeah i think they need to get that going for the next one or if not the one after that like or this thing is losing its identity and nobody like the ratings are gonna fall off a yeah. cliff i think that would be amazing uh, like it would be great for every aspect of the event it would get more women's golf on tv which i think would be incredible I'm all in. I, I obviously logistics. Do you do six and six, or is it still twelve and twelve with men and women? I don't. You'd have to pan all of that out, but I think it'd be really cool. I think you get to like so much of those sessions, like are like it's spread across a long amount of time. You can hand pick your venues. Like if you go to a venue with mixed course, like m- multiple courses, like it, it wouldn't be too difficult to do twelve and twelve still. It's like a mega yeah. event or you, you can cut it down. You can still easily accommodate eight, like 16 person teams with eight and eight on both. Like, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it'd be so sick. So I, that, that to me is the, the quickest way to solve this with the elephant in the room that is live. Yeah. I think it's a great, great plan. And let's, uh, Let's make it happen. Whoever send, we got, somebody called Jay. Some emails. And, yeah, see what you can do. Well, um, but I with think that, it's a shame that that's all we really have to talk about with the President's Cup. But that's just where we stand right now. Like, yeah, I mean, w- w- with that, I mean, it's you know, we had a w- since we've last potted. We've had, you know, a defection from the tour after the tour championship with some some uh, notable names to live. Um, they're acquiring guys. Um, do you think that this latest wave of guys is, uh, you know, it, it it did it did it make a huge difference? Do you think it's a blow to the PGA Tour? Um, I think, think it made a huge difference for Liv. I don't think it did that big of a blow to the PGA Tour. I think it's a big deal that the defending Open champion and the PGA Tour's players champion are the same guy, and it's the same guy that left. But at the end of the day, is... like, I think there's plenty of guys waiting in the wings that will be perceived to be as good as them that are just slotting into their position. At least the Joaquin Neemans, the Abe Answers, like, I know that Abe already left, but, like, those sorts of top crop guys are easy to replace with someone like max homa or with uh 
Cameron Young is a funny one to say because he wanted to go to live, but like he <laughs> easily fills in that vacancy that like he's just as good of a player as them, not as good as, as Cam, but like the t- PJ Tour has no problem filling out this the space. It, it would be it would have been an issue if they had lost someone huge besides Cam. Like if they had lost someone, like if they lost Hideki in terms of like ratings and like driving, like the fact that Hideki is still on the PJ Tour, like I think is a huge win with that exodus. That was the one I was most worried about. Yeah, for sure. Um, it should be noted Cam Smith uh, won on the Live Tour today. So now he is the reigning US Open champion and a Live champion. Um, it, I think it's a big blow but it's not devastating. Like you said, I look at like tier one guys of your Spieth, Rory, Hideki because of the ratings and stuff, like you said, and maybe you put JT in there and then Cam is right below that for like golf hardos like us. He's a huge name, but I think for the distant fan, maybe not as much. Um, I think for, you know, outside of us, he's pretty big too with Australia and that that part of the world, you know, um eurasia yeah it's Uh, definitely a loss there's there's no way you can say it's not a loss um and it's a it's a bummer i think it'd be a different thing if cam was like a dominant force for like a few years before this year but like he didn't really do much until this year he had what one win before that like two wins before that i think he had a sony open win yeah i think he had more he had a few wins but a couple were like with leash at the zurich or something like that. No, yeah. they lost in a playoff. I thought to uh, what's their faces, or no, okay, they won but... against the the South Africans. That's right. And then he has a Sony win. But yeah, up until this year, he hadn't done much. Um, but yeah, the, the... go for. It. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say that like Cam Smith like had a heater year. Like he he had the best time to peak if he was to maximize money. Like like it worked out for him. Like, is there a huge, like, ratings loss for the PJ Tour for him leaving? Not really, because he didn't build up the mass for people to feel him leaving. Like, if this happened next year, then that would have been a huge problem. But all the notoriety that would have been the, the PGA Tour marketing engine behind him, the one where they spend millions of dollars every year pumping up their stars, like, with him being the reigning PJ, the player's champion and the US Open, or the, the Open champion, like, he would have become a megastar, but because he left to live, he's not going to be a megastar. The PJ tour does so much for these guys, marketing value that's gone now for him. So with, with that being said, with what we've seen from live this year um, and with things going forward, one, where do you see live gaining more momentum, more steam, more market share, more people watching, um, do do you think that guys like Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman are just going to fall off the map? Like Joaquin Neiman probably won't be in many majors going forward. Um, hasn't won a major. His world ranking. Joaquin, is going- Joaquin Neiman won the Genesis Open, so he's qualified into majors for three years. For three, I believe so. Yes, that's what happens when you win uh, an elevated uh, tour event. Okay, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, but so regardless do you think that are they going to get are they going to continue to gain momentum our guys names you know sub in someone besides you, you can keep it walking Newman. are the, those guys names gonna you know fall out of the the limelight you know people that 
worry about golf? Are they going to not even worry about them? I, or... I think you've covered what you mean. Um, the, <laughs> Can you stay the, relevant and not? Yeah. Not to, to answer your question about market share, I think without question, they're going to gain market share because they have essentially zero market share in terms of like viewership and ratings. They have a YouTube live feed that gets like 10,000 people watching in an event. So Recent, they're going to get more. Well, recently, Apple TV has denied them a contract. Like they tried to reach out to Apple TV to get a broadcast contract. Apple TV denied them. So it seems like they are having issues figuring out broadcast rights, at least in the United States. Um, so that could be an issue for them going forward. Um, and just to say like, it's more than 10,000 people. Like I've watched the live events pretty regularly. It's generally around 50,000 to 150,000 people watching on the YouTube stream. I don't know how many of those are bots who fucking knows. I'm just saying that's what the numbers say as someone who has watched them each event not a ton, but pretty regularly to check in and see what's going on. My whole point being is that they essentially have nothing. And the whole idea is that like grant who they've picked up, the money they've spent, the amount of people they have on their, their thing there. And then that this is the first year of it, quote unquote, like they're only their their market share of attention is only going to go up from here for at least next year. Um, in terms of like, how is their momentum? That's a different question to answer because i think they're most of their momentum is when the entire pga tour was talking about them or about who's going to go next who's, like everyone was just thinking about live what do they do in this vacancy time where people are focused on football and all this other shit and then the, the golf season basically goes on like standby for a minute and then pga tour throws all of their marketing engine back into the season starting back up with all their personalities and their shit going on and then, then well, what I do think you they do? Got, like all I think the news and a... notoriety, all the news and notoriety of picking up these crazy guys and poaching was like your bread and butter for this year. But what do you do I, next year? I think they have a built-in reset um, with having a new roster of guys, and they're going to hit a refresh because this was supposed to be like a, 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 I don't know what the term they said, but like an experimental year, like a beta year, Pilot like year. a soft opening. Yeah, exactly. So I think come next year they're gonna change all the team names change the teams to however whatever they will so they're gonna have a, a built-in reset and they're gonna be able to pump that and i think that'll gain some attention but going forward after that i think that you'll run into the issue that you were alluding to yeah i'm just wondering how many people like in the general public give a shit about the team aspect of it at this stage like the whole idea is that like teams build momentum based on like allegiance and notoriety and like gaining a following and like people a part of it. Like it's, it's a, it's a networking effect that takes time to like entrench itself. Yeah. Like, you have to give yeah, it some years to build a following and have people relate and like, so what's, what's the follow. initial draw in when you've no longer got the thing of like, we're poaching all these guys all the time. Like you only have 48 spots to fill out and you can't start kicking people out the door that you pulled in and signed contracts to. I think the draw in to. is still that they have that team aspect and that they're hoping that like, hopefully they'll have some sort of broadcasting. Cause I, I do, at least from my perspective, I do feel like they are reaching a younger demographic of golfers that are like paying attention to this. Just the people like, kids and people that you know don't have cable but they're cord cutters that watch youtube and shit like that and are golfing because of covid and like this team aspect type of can, situation 
go ahead. I would say stay on YouTube. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea either. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just we're talking about it, right? I have a a question about the team aspect because that's their whole pitch, but and I haven't really watched any of it. I I don't get how it works. That's why I'm asking the question. Obviously, is the team aspect literally just that? Pat Perez gets paid when DJ does well. Like, is, is there anything so to the, the team way, aspect other than the, their points compound? So, yeah, I mean, the way it works is like each day, I think you're taking like the two lowest rounds. Like if you have four guys, you're taking the two lowest rounds from that day and that goes towards the team score, right? So right. each day you're taking the two lowest rounds. So even if you shoot, crap the first two days but you shoot a you know a great round the third day that could go towards your team and it will uh it'll it'll help your score and you know potentially make make you guys win right yeah so So, there's no uh, there's no like you know we're playing team best ball or anything like that it's just kind of you know you're taking it's it, it um you're taking the 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 score. The score. It's a score. it's 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 a similar model to F1 that you're you're on the same team but you're operating independently on your performance. And the difference is that they have more than just two drivers. They have multiple players and they take a subset of the best scores that are picked be- right. bef- beforehand. To my knowledge. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, guys that would potentially be you know out of the tournament in the lower portion of the field, you know, would potentially have something to you know, try to shoot a low score for on the third day to help the team and get a better score and still make some money because your team did well. Yeah. So even, even if you shot 80, 80, the first two days and you go out and shoot a fucking 63, that's going to help the team. Yeah. So the, the what do they do on the fourth day? I don't, what's what happens on the fourth day? I, I, the reason I ask is just because like when you talk to someone, I use my dad personally as like my barometer of the live thing is, have you heard of this as someone who's an avid golfer and watches the occasional PGA event? Um, and he always says like, oh, I think the team aspect is so cool. And I'm like, well, do you, do you think it's cool that like his one score is helpful? Because I think when he hears team aspect, he's thinking like, you know, JT Ryder and Spieth Cup. in Ryder Cup the Ryder Cup. Cup. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah. that's just not what this is. Yeah, so. it's not. That's not what it is. <laughs> I, I don't want to I don't, I don't want to be hypocritical would... in the sense that, like, I do think a, a team format can thrive in, in a given system. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I actually think it could be really useful. <laughs> It's not their idea. They're they're taking it, which yeah, is they which 100% is fine. The idea. Yeah. yeah, but the whole the whole idea is the way they've marketed and executed it so far. I think is lackluster in general. Um, and I think the the way that they process the 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 performance situation of it, I think, is a bit. I don't know. Uh, I think the strange. best way to do it for them would be to try to get as many of people from the same regions of the world on teams. Right. And then make it like whatever the you know, you know, the Australian US team, team Canadian US team, versus... Europe team, Asian team, Australian, India, Africa team, like stuff like that, as opposed to like the Crushers and stuff well, like and I that. Know... But uh, I I I've always been in on the team thing 
going back to podcast me and kid have done about pgl and stuff like that i think it's compelling and uh it sounds like you know even though your your dad doesn't necessarily understand the team aspect i think it, it's compelling to people um i think in particular a younger demographic they want something to you know relate relate to or be able to identify with like just like any team sport um yeah. But I think it's a cool thing. Um, I think if they do it right with that hard reset next year, it could be relatively compelling. Um, but yeah, you know, it. I think the biggest struggle with it is that team you equate together, you equate them rowing in the same direction, working together right. through something, balancing or supporting one another. And like they're all still independently out there on a golf course, like playing their round of golf. Like that's that, what I was going to say. That's where the disconnect is kind of like an issue. Either it's probably, it, it, it would probably be best either. I could see it going either one way or the other, but I know it'll fuck their whole thing up. But uh, if you have a fourth round and it's either the first round or the fourth round is some sort of actual team aspect where it's either team best ball and, and you can still take that individual ball. score for the overall tournament. But for the team thing, you're taking the best, score for the round or the whole or as a combined team you take your round um i think that could definitely be an aspect that would be compelling but um it, you would just have to iron it out the right way that would work for the overall solo tournament and that adding to that team you could theoretically run match play matches on top of a stroke play event if you kept it singles like and just you pair up people based on how they performed so like a lot of people play different you styles. have to golf play the whole out like you couldn't have like right. like that's good shit um people play differently in a match play setting sometimes they get more aggressive when they know they have to push the hole or something like that but you could theoretically put matchups on top of a stroke play event and generate points that way but it for sure it'd, it'd be weird it'd be different but yeah, either way, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just to try to put a bow on this podcast and a bow on the, the live talk. Um, and I guess you can kind of take the PGA tour into this, but you know, this coming year with the PGA tour, um, they've announced their new, their new schedule and stuff. That's not going to come into play. This is kind of a transition year, but where do you see how do how do you see this playing out? Do you think live uh, obviously is going to be in the picture, but do you think that it's kind of be it's just going to fall back to what it is this year, kind of a sideshow YouTube kind of you know no one's really paying attention to it sort of situation, or is it going to become more of a player? Are they going to get broadcast rights in the U.S. on some sort of notable? organization type of situation or you know how do you just see it playing out for this next season i think this this would i don't have any educated guests really on this i i, I don't know um i don't have any like good inklings or what i think can and can't be possible for them do I, you think I, that the changes i know they're not happening this year but what the pga tour did with the 12 elevated events and such do you think that's really going to make a difference 
for the public like they're just essentially wg wgc's when it comes when it, you boil it down to it it's just wgc's for the viewers um the the product's not going to be much different like is there is there an avenue for live to flourish because i don't think that the pga tour personally i don't think the pga tour product is going to be any different you're going to have those events no doubt and it's going to be way better for the players no doubt but for us for the viewing public i don't think it's going to be any different and if live can take advantage of putting out a better product with teams and stuff is there going to be a difference especially if they get a broadcast partner I think it twofold. The one thing about the 12 events quickly is just that, I mean, you do have that, the 20 guys who've said that we're going to commit to these 12 elevated events. So you're going to have more events where we get to see JT, Rory, Spieth, Rom all in the same field, um, which I think is just going to lead to more exciting golf to watch for us in those 12 events. Um and frankly, though, I don't think that any part of this for the PJ Tour had anything to do with the uh, the viewers' enjoyment. This was about talent retention for them, which is going to lead to better product. But that I don't think that they had any uh, narrative that like we're doing this to improve the product that we put out for our people. I have no idea what's going to happen. I like, I, I know it's the same answer as the live one before, but I think it's just early. Um, I, I think it's stupid to think the PGA tour doesn't realize that the amount of money that they're throwing at these players now is limiting their capacity to produce a more uh, compelling product. Having the talent is important. Yes. Cause you have to protect your membership and making sure that they stand reason to stay at where they are and they can't do the same cash burn that the Saudis do. The, the the product itself I, I've never been optimistic about, but if there's one time where they've been pressed harder than ever to make sure their product is strong, it's now at the face of like survival um for it for them to potentially lose their their top players. But there's just no incentive for it. So do I think the PJ Tour product is going to get better? No. Do I think that means Liv's going to get more people? I mean, it hasn't stopped people from watching the PJ Tour to begin with. Like uh, I I don't know. I I don't think so. Um. I'm just not optimistic. I think it's just like everything, everything's just going to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, that's fair. I don't think live is compelling golf in general. They don't seem like they care out there. They don't like for whatever limited things I've seen, the courses are garbage. Um, The, none of the players there, but besides Cam Smith and like Joaquin, I think like, like play a kind of golf that I like watching all that much. Like, I don't know. DJ's never been my guy, really. Like Abe Answer is pretty cool, like his his style of golf, but I don't know. I don't have much reason to watch. Like, yeah. So, I, will other people feel like they might find a Gen Z audience on on YouTube? And but the moment they get a broadcast partner, like they'll have to simulcast, or they're losing that whole entrenched younger audience base. None of them have fucking. They can't watch Spike <laughs> TV. Yeah, they they. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy, crazy situation in the golf world. It really, it it really is. Um, yeah, it's bizarre. I I wish we were in a world where the PGL and PGA Tour came to the table together and created something awesome. But that's yeah, not that the world we nice. live in now. <laughs> we live in a divided, 
fucking segregated golf world now. And, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't want to see my boy Bryson fucking on the PGA tour, fucking hitting. Now he's referring to him as my boy. Like, yeah. You can't have it both ways. Like when we chastise you about your boy, to fucking make a joke, joke, bro. But, well, you uh, nailed it. I did at least get to watch him get hit in the face by a rope on Twitter. That was nice. That was a, a thing that happened. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's very funny. The, he went to his rope to, 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 I, I, He went to the ground. Like it took him. Down he didn't go. He didn't go to the ground, bro. Yes, he How did. How have I not seen this? Just pull up Twitter. It's it's, it's everywhere. Like you know, it's not like, it. so over, like he, holding people out. A rope hit him. Yeah, the 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 rope between the audience and the he tried to duck people. under it and caught it to the face and like went down to one knee. Oh, okay. So he was like coming in from like walking from his yeah. last shot type of situation. Yeah. Gotcha. I was envisioning something much different. <laughs> no, it's like I like said. He did not go down to the ground. I just he watched goes it down again. To one knee. What are you talking about? What? What do you? It's not going to be on his Twitter. He. I just watched it a fourth time. <laughs> Either way, it sucks that we don't have the villains for people, and like, I, I just want that. Like now, the PG tour is just. Fucking don't worry, there will be villains. Like there's plenty of villains that just didn't get the exposure on broadcast <laughs> because of the seismic black hole that is Bryson and Patrick Reed. There will still be other people <laughs> that are like Billy Horschel is not a fun guy to root for. Dude, uh, he's turned the crowd though with his oh yeah, like, with Liv being there. Like there are Billy Ho fucking rider dies now. Like, fuck yeah, Billy Ho. I like how you fucking are talking about Liv. Fuck those <laughs> guys. They're pieces of shit. <laughs> like it's fantastic. I mean, Fitzy continues to be a villain for me. <laughs> which is bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. Uh, I will have plenty will- of people for me to completely subjectively dislike for no apparent reason i will have but no shortage of even, those people like it's at least for me it's not even like villain aspect for bryson it's just he he plays a way different game of golf like it's cool having like these different styles of golf in tournaments together like, i can assure you there are plenty of kids coming up to the ranks that will try to qualify them for the pga tour that are playing the exact same game as bryson like there yeah, will be I mean, other that's, people. That's a very fair comment. Like, and I'm sure, and I'm sure he's played influence to kids in fucking middle school and high school that watch tour golf the last four or five years, you know? So the yeah. crazy thing is, is like, that's a style of golf. That's not fun for me to watch. I don't want to see more Bryson's that like you you're, you're, you're reducing, the, you're reducing the game down to bombing a driver and gouging a wedge, but it's like, good that, to have that context, that game, in like in the tournament so you're watching like the style of golf you love to watch with jordan spieth or justin thomas or rory mcelroy and he's going up against they're going up against bryson who his style of golf you know proved to be the best for that week at at uh wingfoot you know like that worked out for him and yeah but the whole point is like the 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 courses where his golf game thrives are the courses i don't like watching so i'm not having a good time regardless of if speech is doing well there or not because the course sucks sure and i'm saying i would rather have that perspective of all those different styles of golf together the best representatives of that style of golf 
in a tournament. Like I, I, I just want to see the be- like, yeah, I just want to see the best guys playing against each other. And I, I, I hope like to to truly put a bow on this podcast because I know we're wanting to wrap it up. I just truly hope that there is a way to put world ranking points on live golf events. However, however you want to do the math or whatever, just so we can have the best guys in tournaments for four events. Like if they can all just be at the majors, that will be okay in my book. Yeah. I I don't think it's on the onus of the OWGR to figure it out for the live team though I, I think the idea that like live can just do whatever they want and we have to figure out how to point, put points on what they're doing is bullshit like they there's a set of rules that they've known about for decades and they're choosing to go with a different format like not go with them and collaborate with them to figure out how they could do it beforehand but instead they just blaze a trail out of nowhere and just said like you have to form fit to us like yeah, that's not I the way there's a fair that's argument petulant behavior that- I think there's regardless of the petulant behavior, I think there's a fair argument when you have the talent of golfers that have gone to that tour that are clearly in the top 100, if not top 50 in the world. And you can't negate them as great players of golf and not have them in major championships. If they are the best players in the world and they are playing for professional golf money, like really good money and are professional golfers, but they've put Quite themselves literally. in a vacuum that's easier to compete in. They've that put is, themselves into a situation where the, amount, there's a way, the, the, the there's ability a, how quickly for someone to drop down the OWGR when they're on the PJ Tour and playing badly was really quick. And now when you're putting yourself in an isolated vacuum where you only play against 47 other people. There's, and you can figure out the math and the statistics however you want, however you want to weight that. But there is a way to do it. And I just, in my opinion... I just think they need to do that because I want to have the best golfers in the world at those four tournaments every year. I don't think that's a crazy ask. I think like, if you I were understand... to logically, if you were to logically weight the events through OG, OWGR points values with what they've done historically with the hero world challenge, where it's a limited group of guys with top class. And like, that's still a 72 hole event. You cut that down to 54 and that sort of field. Even if you you would only the person who would get into majors is like the top two people on that tour. However, they want to figure it out. I just think they need to be awarded rankings somehow. That's just all I'm saying. Like I, I, uh, I, I fundamentally oppose the direction at which that exchange is being proposed to take place. It it should never be we create whatever the fuck we want. And then all of a sudden, the governing bodies and the rule bodies have to form fit to our new system to allocate point systems. And I'm like, not saying that they shouldn't work. work. Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't come to the table and, like, figure out a way that both, like, think it's a reasonable thing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that when you have that caliber of those caliber of players that are clearly in. Well, why are we why are we saying players. there's like five guys that should for sure be in majors and they will be because they've recently won majors but like we're talking about dustin johnson cam smith and like joaquin neiman that like should be in majors taylor gooch and like abe answer shouldn't shouldn't they shouldn't be for sure in majors like they weren't obviously qualifying for majors like i don't and then Bryson's already in with his U.S. Open win to a degree, like not for that much longer, but he's been playing like abysmal golf anyway. So like, why do these guys, we feel like these are the cream of the crop guys that should be in majors. Like they're going to be on the fucking, it's going to be a softball league. I mean, come on. Like 
they have to compete against 160 guys every week at the PJ Tour with guys that could easily do well on this tour when you see Schwartzel winning I two mean, events you can on it. Take the same perspective for all the subsidiary tours that are under the PGA or the European Tour. Like they're awarded world, world ranking points. They're not the best players in the world, but they're still getting points. Like you should have some sort of points. They're playing against the way, larger fields, saying, more holes, and they're not really getting any very good points again to majors. Yeah, but you're telling me that you know, at least half the guys in on live wouldn't go into those tour, those tours and place. Well, like you have good players on the tour. I'm just saying like, I, do, do I respect the way they went about it? No, I'm just saying, you know, I, I've made it clear what I'm saying. I, I, yeah, I just, it's on I them the to change their shit at the majors. That's my, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Dave, and I think it's just because you want to watch the best players golf. I just, to me, they decided that they didn't care that much about getting those points, and they joined a tour that made a point when they started it that they didn't really care that much about the OWGR points or they would have adhered to the format that they knew was the rules. It just seems very entitled to me to say, like, hey, you should conform to us because we have cam smith and I, dj and like, I, I don't want to misassociate that my point is i don't want the best players playing in the majors that's not my point my point is that i don't think leagues should be able to force their like bend the arm of the institutions that run the ranking of a worldwide sport like that's that's not how this works that's fair i mean i i don't disagree with that statement and yeah i i also understand that what i'm arguing is that exact that exact thing i just what ryan said i just want the fucking best players playing in the major championships and i feel like you know i get that you know certain players have exemptions but i mean look at look look at look at cameron young the kid made a logical decision given the facts at hand and he made a decision for his career that benefited him in the scope of competitive golf not making money everyone else took the other road I get a couple people got duped into it. Taylor Gooch is like, I thought I could play the PGA tour. I'm just an idiot. Like I, but like at this point, these most recent wave of guys, Cam Smith knew he was exempt for five years. So he's like, yeah, no problem. Sure. Like Abe answer was just basically like, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I can keep funding my adventures. Like the fact that these guys can have their cake and eat it too, being so brazen about this whole thing is just antithetical to what I think people should conduct themselves as or institutions. So that's my point. That's a very fair point. I don't I don't really disagree with any of that. But yeah. With that, I guess we can wrap this bad boy up. But we yeah. will have a, a dozen more live conversations like this one as we continue to go down and things change. Um yeah, I, I think it becomes a pretty cyclical conversa conversation. Conversation. We're having the same live conversation over and over, and I'm pretty ready for it to be just done with it. Like yeah. you, if that's your thing, you can go have a beer thing. I'll keep talking about the guys that I care about. You keep talking about the guys that you care about. But at this point, until there's like truly an existential like dilemma or like some huge breaking news, like I don't care if more people defect. And until like the OWGR comes out with something or like the PGA Tour blows up their entire format and they like note the live being their inspiration. Like I just, I'm just done giving it oxygen. I, I don't respect yeah. anything going on over there. I'm out. 
Well, if that if that is like us not talking about live going forward, I think I want to say that I just wish that it was the fucking I wish the PGL team. Uh, yeah, I just wish the PGL. I'm not saying that you guys can't talk about it. I just have I know, no interest. But, uh, exactly, yeah. and I want all of us to be interested in the conversations we have on this podcast about golf. So if that uninterests you, I don't want to. Like, I don't talk about the things that I think I'm interested in, but you guys don't want to. You guys don't want to talk about the LPGA, so I don't bring it up. I don't care about Liv. I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, that's all fair. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to, like, yeah. If it's pertinent, I'm sure we'll talk about it. And that's, and that's fair to assume, I guess. But yeah, boys, always a pleasure. Anyone who's still listening, Clint, um, (laughs) thanks for, thanks for listening. Uh, love you folks and we'll, uh, catch you next time.